Warren, the shell, Warren. Come on, blow the shell. All right. Coming to you live from a little grass shack in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, it's the Junior Kinkawella Jr. Show, starring Junior Kinkawella Jr. Join Junior along with the Wayne Boat Hay Band as he makes any kind from Hawaii. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Junior Kekuwama Junior! Ah, Mahalo, Scotty, Mahalo. Thank you, guys, it's Mahalo. Mahalo, Scotty, thank you. Hey, so, hey, hey, shut up, hey! Guys, get to my podcast. Ah, <laughs> these guys are dying, Hey, what's up, what's up? How's it, how's it, how's it, Hawaiians? Hey, cousins, what's up? Uh, welcome to the podcast. I'm Junior Kekuweva Jr. And uh, today on the podcast, bro. Oh, but first of all, we got to start with gratitude, right? We always have the attitude of gratitude. And that is very important because we know some guys that they know more gratitude. And look what's happening to them, bro. That's right. You know, so, so a lot of the kids nowadays, bro, they're too soft. They're spoiled, right? And because they're spoiled, okay, they, they know more the gratitude side. You know, like we don't agree with everything going on in the United States, okay? We never did. But when I was young and we had to protect Kaolave Ohana, okay? So so what happened was, we was trying to get them to stop bombing the island, right? The U.S. Navy, but it was attacking the island, like target practice kind, right? Not not just for doing, but for target practice, for training. Okay, so we was telling them, look, bro, that's our island, stop bombing them. Okay, so we put on the t-shirts, but we did everything. We we were in March. Bro, I was 14 years old. We were in March. We do all kinds of stuff, okay? But we did it peacefully. And what happened? Eventually, Senator Danny Noy got the Navy to stop bombing Kaolave. Okay, but we did it peacefully. Okay, now now you can take the... Because we had gratitude. We was thankful. We was thankful that we lived in the United States, okay? We was thankful we wasn't under Chairman Mao and the Red Book, right? We was thankful. I mean, not that the Red Book was wrong. It, it was just, bro, it was different. We grew up with, you know, we could voice our opinion, okay? Because opinions are like Okoles, everybody has one, okay? So we could voice our opinion. In China, you try. You try stand up in a town square and you try rip down the Chinese flag and see what happens to you, right? I mean, bro, they, they didn't take that stuff. You see what I'm saying? So we got to start with an attitude of gratitude because if these kids had more gratitude... Right? For the colleges they go. Their parents send them big money colleges, right? These kids, they go to big money schools, right? They get in the parents buy the lunch and buy all this stuff. Right? It's, bah, cost money for go college. So they're paying like 30, 40 grand a year for the kids go college, right? And what they do? They turn around, they protest, and then they start looting, okay? And we understand the looters a little bit different. We understand these guys popping out from the ghettos, right? And the college kids is protesting pretty soon. They're doing all kinds of stuff. And then what we find out, oh, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of howly kids doing this too, right? It's not just the, the kids from the ghettos. It's not. It's these white kids too. So there's a sense of, you know, entitlement and, and stuff over there. But, but what I'm saying is if they was more grateful, you know, and went out and changed the world in a positive way, you know, then, then, yeah, but then they said, according to the kids, right? Oh, no, we gotta be violent, otherwise, nothing gonna happen. Okay, well, let's see where that takes you. All right, so we gotta say, uh, we gotta say mahalo to the people of the United States, but there, there's just so many people to thank. 
Ireland, the Netherlands, United Kingdom, Canada, Ghana, Poland, Russia. Russia, bro, Russia is a brand new country on the map right now. Russia, we like to say, how, how's it to all the Russians? You know why they call a bathroom the International Palace, by the way? Because when you go, you're a Russian. When you're in, European. And when you're out, you finish. Okay. No more that kind of. Like, no more that. Yeah, okay. Uh, South Africa and Israel. Okay, so we got to say mahalo to you guys. And uh, we want to say that 77% of the people are listening on Apple phones. And um, Anchor is 8% on Apple on the, on the app. So Apple Podcast is 77%, Anchor is 8%, Spotify is 7%, and everybody else is 6%. So mahalo to you guys, and thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Okay, and on today's podcast, bro, I just got to say, power to the howlies. Okay, power to the howlies, bro. Okay, because I, I know I know you guys, you know, you guys going, what? Because I used to say this on the radio, and the Hawaiians was infuriated with me. That's on big word, that means they was pissed off. Uh, no, for real, because they, they was going, Junior, what do you mean power to the howlies? And I said, yeah, power to the howlies. And, and so I had to break it down for them. See, because most of my friends, see, most of my Hawaiian friends now, they get money now. Because they, you know, they, they move ahead, right? And they, they climbing a ladder, right? And then the Samoans was right behind on the cultural ladder. And now the, the Micronesians stay on the bottom, right? I remember when it was the Samoans, and then before that was the Hawaiians, see? And everything, so everything is evolving, see, Hawaiians? And and so now, my Hawaiian friends, they get money, but I told them, bro, you remember when you were a small kid? You guys was all standing in line getting food stamps. Well, me too, bro. Like, all of us, we were standing in line together getting food stamps, right? You know, I remember, you know, people look at the chapter I stay in now, right? They look at my chapter now, and they go, oh, Junior, bro, you get everything. Well, no, actually, you know, they don't remember when I had on $400 Toyota. Bro, you should drive on $400 Toyota, boo. Bondo, right above the back window on the on the passenger side. We had Bondo up there. I never even know how for Bondo, bro. All I knew is I got to stop the water from coming inside. So we'd fill them up. We'd patch them. Fast kind. I mean, you could tell because, you know, it was just Bondo. That's all it was, bro. No, no sanding, no nothing. Just Bondo, bro. And you know, so so what I'm telling you guys is that depending on what chapter you pop in on, that's what you're going to see with people, okay? What I'm seeing is power to the howlies, okay? Because if it wasn't for the howlies, we never we wouldn't have food stamp. If it wasn't for the howlies, bro, we wouldn't. I wish we had on the kind. We don't want Anthem again playing in the background. Uh, so, um, we know America the beautiful or something like that. No. Okay. Hey, well, you know, I, I just saying, but power to the howlies. If not for the howlies, we wouldn't have Medicaid. We wouldn't have the health care, right? Without the howlies, we wouldn't have food stamp. Without the howlies, we, bro, thank God for the howlies, okay? Thank God for the, the Americans in America that, that made these laws for take care of people. Is what I'm saying, right? And then locally, you know, Bro, going all the way back to statehood and John Burns and all these guys. Then we had Ariyoshi and we had... Okay, yes, it is true. We had 50 years of failed democratic policies. Yes, I understand that. And and from the political perspectives, bro, I can, I can understand all of that, okay? And and you know what? Everybody everybody get failures and, and everybody get, you know... Uh, successes, okay, or whatever they consider success to be, you know, but, but true of, true all of it, right? The main thing is that you guys are good, right? Now we're coming into a place in history, right? We're approaching a place 
where you don't know if you're going to be good or not because you get these guys demanding that they take down, they're taking down police stations and police defund the police. So, so, <laughs> so, so let me get this straight. You guys don't want police, but when something happened, you guys going to call 911, right? I mean, right, even I need police once in a while. Well, actually, I never need police for years, but, but, but I'm still saying, right? So, so when you call 911, you expect some help. So what they're going to do next? They're going to defund the ambulance? After that, what? Let's defund the fire department. So, so now we don't need insurance. We don't need homeowners insurance because if your house goes up in flames, that's okay. Just watch them burn and then sweep up the ashes when pow. <laughs> See what I'm saying? So, so a lot of this, right, the old folks are looking at this and they're going, wow, this is madness. The young kids, right, they've been raised on these video games of anarchy. Okay, video games where they, they, they promote anarchy. Okay, so I used to play on video game called Grand Theft Auto. And, and it's, it's amazing. I mean, a lot of you guys that listen to my show, you guys are younger guys, right? The older guys tune in once in a while, but demographically speaking, my demos is from 35 to 54. And, and that's the biggest demos that we get. Now, you guys within that demo, okay, you guys have played video games, okay? And I used to play Grand Theft Auto. The only reason I don't play Grand Theft Auto right now is because I got to run my companies, okay? I don't have time to sit around in front of a TV. But if I had time, that's the first thing I would do. If I had time, Hawaiians, the first thing I would do is go get the newest PlayStation. I don't know. They stay on 4 right now, PlayStation 4 or something like that. I would get the newest PlayStation. And I would hook them up to my 64-inch. And I would sit down in front of that puppy. And I would play Grand Theft Auto. No, for real. Because we was noticing the graphics was getting better and better every year, right? You know, I was down Alamoana. I was down GameStop. I was trading in my game. I, I did the whole trip. I was doing the whole trip. You know why? Because when I was a small kid, we never had that. So I feel, well, better catch up. You know what I'm saying? So I did that. I did the whole trip. Okay, but here's what I noticed, okay? When, when I was playing Grand Theft Auto, I got more violent, okay? When I was, when I was playing Grand Theft Auto, I, I knew, like, I noticed when I left the house, I was driving more aggressive, okay? When I was, you know, and so, so, so now, on the other side of the fence, right, there, there's my son, okay? And I, I don't really talk about having one son, because me and him, we don't see eye to eye. In fact, we don't even... We don't even have eyes for each other. We don't, my son, he does his trip he, and he's a good guy. He's a good guy. His mom poisoned his mind. So, so, and that's fine, bro. That's, that's okay for me. But my son is a good guy. If you're his friend and not his dad. And, and that's perfectly fine with me. And, you know, and I, I don't want to get into the whole trip because it's none of nobody's business except me and my son. Okay. But I will tell you that my son used to play Call of Duty. And all those action games, right? The military games, right? And the first thing he wanted to do was join the military. So I'm like, okay. And he joined the military. He did good. He was a Marine. I was very proud. I was standing there when he did the, you know, when he went to the Marine Corps ball, everything. I went, watched the ceremony with the swords and everything he did. And, you know, and I saw all of that. I was very proud as an American. I was very proud of my son. I'm very proud of all the veterans who gave their lives for the United States. I, I'm very proud of the people that serve the country. You know, when I go Starbucks and I see people in uniform, right, the army guys, they come from Schofield, bro, I, I mean, uh, Fort Shafter, they, they all come down Kali. 
and and I thank them when I see them. I say, hey, mahalo, thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. You know, when I see police officers, I thank them for their service. You see what I mean? And and I never had any uh 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 you know I never had any incidents where either the policeman or the military guys was beating up on somebody in Kali. Okay, now if the police did that in Kali, it's because they they're you know involved with the crime element. So you guys got to remember too, when you see the statistics, it's based on the people that are involved in crime. It's not the general population. Okay, and another thing that's going to lead me to another comment I'm going to make before I get back to the PlayStation. Okay, but but the other comment is that when you guys looking at society as a whole, okay, the the liberal part of society that is a small fraction of society, but. Because the liberal billionaires own all the news stations and all that, okay, they have a very powerful tool. So they keep pounding you with this stuff. And you know, many people in Hawaii, they're Democrats. Hawaii is a democratic state, but they're conservative Democrats. They, they don't believe in all this liberalism and, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of it. They believe in some of it, but not a lot of it. But, but I'm telling you, the, the point is, they, these guys, if you got to define people in Hawaii, they're more moderate. Then, then they are liberal, and sure, there's a lot of liberals, you know, but but they're more moderate. And these guys got level heads. I mean, you know, they're not like they're not radical leftists, bro. I mean, in you know, growing up, you know, we was all behind Ariushi and and his campaign, and and my uncles there. In fact, I had one uncle who used to go pick up a briefcase of money from Ariushi's office every Friday. But that that's a different story, always. Um, but but no, for real. I mean. You know, but I'm just I'm just saying it, it it's a little bit different when you look at the broad spectrum. Okay, when you when you do the analysis on the entire population versus narrowing it down to where the problem is. If if you're saying that you know ninety percent of police are beating these guys, then okay, where where is this happening? Well, it's happening in low income areas. This guy's not going up into. You know, they're not going to, in, in Hawaii, they're not going up into the rich districts and pulling people out of their houses and pounding them out. And and my, my position on the police is, if you don't like police problems, then don't do anything illegal. Don't speed, don't, you know, just observe, drive with aloha. You know, you, you don't get involved in drugs. Don't, don't do that kind of stuff because you're going to attract police. <laughs> I'm telling you. Okay, so just, just cool it and you guys, you guys would be fine. Okay, but you got to understand where the numbers are coming from because these liberal guys will tell you, you know, oh, it's 60% of the police and they're involved in this, this, that, and the other. But you got to quantify them to the proper demographic. You know, that's the criminal demographic. That's the crime demographic, the gangs and all that stuff, right? So you got to apply it to that. And when you apply it to that, then then you're going to see one small fraction getting a lot of attention. You can see one small fraction of people getting plenty of exposure, okay? And they will blow this up on the news. They'll, they'll put them all over the place. And when you guys see that, you guys going, whoa, you, you guys going to be outraged, right? Well, don't, don't be outraged too soon because it's just a small agenda. It's a small amount of people. And those guys making big noise, okay? Now, with the, the riots and all of that, bro, and I'm not even going to get into that. But all I can tell you is be thankful for what we what we have. You know, be thankful. So like when I say power to the howlers, right? You know, that's that's what I mean. Like be thankful for what you have, because they put all this stuff in place. We never have Hawaiians in Washington. We had one, 
We had one Hawaiian in Washington. Out of all, out of all the people in Washington, there was one Hawaiian, Senator Daniel Keakaka, right? He was the Hawaiian. And only one Hawaiian, okay? So that means, right, the, the laws, everything was made by the other guys, okay? It wasn't made by the Hawaiians. So we got to say mahalo to where it came from, and that was the United States. Of course, there was stuff we didn't like. Of course, we didn't like the queen locked in a basement, all that stuff. Okay, we cannot change that, okay? But now what the kids are trying to do, they're trying to change history by pulling down all these statues and everything. You know, for the most part, I agree. If the, if the guys was a slave owner, right, in, in London, they took down, in Bristol, they, they took down uh, a statue of a slave owner. Okay, yeah, I don't think, I don't think we should, you know, uh, idolize these people. I really don't think so. I think the kids are right about that. You know, I really don't think uh, a lot of these slave owners and stuff that, you know, but I don't think we should bring down the Washington Monument. You, you see what I'm saying? They all own slaves. Everybody that started the United States owned slaves. That's just the way it was, Hawaiians. It's just the way it was, you know? So, I mean, you know, King Kamehameha pushed all these guys off the poly. Does that mean we got to go tear down his statue? I don't think so. Mm-mm. But anyway, you know, getting back to the video games, but these kids are raising a video game. So my son went into the military and I asked my son, I said, I said, how come, why do you want to be a Marine? Because there was a war going on, right? Afghanistan, Iraq, right, was happening. And, and I asked, why, why do you want to, because I didn't want my boy to get killed. And I didn't want my boy to get hurt. And, you know, I mean, we, as, as parents, right, even though I never raised him, even though his mind was poisoned against me and all of that, you know, I, I, I was like, wow, I didn't want my son to get all bust up, right, or killed. And he said, because, I said, why do you want to join the Marines? He goes, because I want to be with the tough guys. So I'm like, okay, well, he got this idea growing up on video games and playing Call of Duty. Now he wants to go do it for real. And there's a lot of kids with this this, this kind of mentality. So they, they grow up in the video game, right? Every time they get free time, well, what are they doing? They're playing Call of Duty. Pretty soon, what they want to do? They want to join the military. Why? Because they want one. Or they want a machine gun of their own, right? <clears throat> so they want a gun, and they want to go out and shoot people. You know, so, and then, fast forward years later, and my son comes back, and he, and he, you know, he's, he's got PTSD now, right? And I'm like, ah, I, you know, I feel sorry for my boy. He's got PTSD. You know, he came, he, he sat down one day, he's crying to me about, the, you know, he was ordered. Okay, so he, he, and they take orders and they carry him out. Okay, because that's what you do when you're in the military. He had orders to go in and wipe out a village. And he wiped out innocent women and children. Okay, and, and I mean, when I say wipe out, I mean, go and shoot everybody, shoot to kill. Nobody survives. They just, the Marines go in and, and that's it. And they level the village. Okay, and then so, <clears throat> you know, I, I understood his pain, you know, but, but he was ordered to do that, you know, and, and he was, you know, he wasn't ordered to join the Marines, but he was ordered to do what he had to do while he was in the Marines. And, you know, it didn't, you know, I don't know why they did what they did. I'm sure there was a good reason for it. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm not judging. I'm just saying that's what happened. But now he's got to live with this stuff. See, he's no longer active, active duty going overseas. Right. But he got to live with this stuff. He has to live with his conscience. Okay. So Hawaiians, you need to live with your conscience. So remember what you do, 
You got to live with them. I mean, bad that's stuff I did in my life. I, you know, I, I have to ask forgiveness to God for it. You see what I'm saying? Everybody. <clears throat> I, I don't think... <clears throat> I don't think anybody's immune to that. I think everybody, you know, everybody got regrets, right? For one thing or another. And I think, you know, once you rectify these regrets, well, once you, you pray and, and, you know, or whatever you do, however you believe or whatever you go through, whatever process you go through to get past it, get over it and move on with your life, right? That's what you got to do. Okay, but a lot of these servicemen coming back, I feel sorry for these guys. They come back and, you know, so it's easy on the on the news to say, well, they went they went overseas and, and they killed a bunch of brown people. Well, yeah, they did kill a bunch of brown people. But you gotta ask yourselves why, you know? And and yeah, America does all kinds of stuff overseas, but I know that. You know, I mean I'm well aware of that. I'm well aware of what they do. But what I'm saying is it starts at home. It starts when these kids are little kids. And they play in Call of Duty and they, you know, it's all exciting. At that point, it's exciting. Then one day they get the opportunity to join the military and do it for real. And then they're out there doing it for real, right? And and they're not really, they're not really thinking yet. See? But when it's all said and done, <clears throat> and, and you come back, right? And you gotta live with what you did. And you gotta live with the orders you took. What where, where where do you think is right or wrong? You know, whatever. But you got to live with the consequences. So for every action, there's a consequence. And sometimes <clears throat> we don't want to live with the consequence. You know, and, and sometimes we can't help. We, get, we just got to go through it. And we got we to gotta make our lives better. See? So, so the video games and everything, the music, the rap music, all this violence that's in the music, right? Is all pumping these kids up. And when these kids, I mean, we had it too. We, we had stuff like that too. We had violent music too. But you know what? I was listening to Sinatra, bro. I was listening to, I was listening to Tony Bennett, bro. I was listening to all these guys. I wasn't, I wasn't listening to the, you know, I wasn't listening to that kind of music. Therefore, maybe, maybe I didn't get led into that violent avenue. I don't know. But what I'm saying is it's all over the place. These kids are being conditioned and they're being conditioned Right? For prejudice. They're being conditioned to go against the system. They're being conditioned to go against the white man. I mean, you see what I'm saying? Because, I mean, rap music is not about white artists. In <laughs> a majority, it's not about white artists. But they're being conditioned to go after the system. You know, to be against the system, be against the white man, be against the whatever, the, the, the person in control, the suppressor, whatever, oppressor, whatever. See? So, so that, and that's the thing. And so, so I noticed that when I played the video games, I actually felt like that. And I was like, wow, because you don't think that playing the video game is going to affect you like that, right? Because I used to play, but I used to sit down PlayStation for hours. Like Grand Theft Auto, but I could sit down to a two and a half hour session. But I noticed that when I left that session, there was, there was some anger inside of me. There was some, you know, I, I drove faster, like I said. I mean, all these little things I noticed. And I thought to myself, wow, this is a real thing. This is a real influence. So I'm, I'm just, you know, I, I didn't even play other video games because it didn't appeal to me. But what I'm saying, I never played Call of Duty or anything else. But it never, it never hit the spot for me. But what I'm saying is I can totally understand. 
I understand these kids playing Call of Duty and wanting to go do it for real. I can understand, you know, because I've been there, right? Now, a lot of the, lot of the adults, the conservative, the older people that I see making comments on Facebook because, you know, I take my stuff from TikTok, right? I got 44,300 people on TikTok, okay? And they, they hear my message because I'm very clear about the government and what I know about the government and they all came on my page. And, and, you know, they're all telling me, oh, wow, uncle is woke, you know, and, and yeah, I'm woke. I've been woke for a long time. But what I'm saying is I take those videos, right? A lot of the, the young kid videos, the younger videos, and I'm taking it from TikTok and I'm putting it up on Facebook so that people can see, right? What's going on with the younger generation, how they think, what they do and, and how they feel. Cause it's important for you guys to notice, for the older guys to notice, Okay, it's important for the Facebook people to understand the TikTok people. Because when that when you bridge that gap, right, now you have now you have something to work with. Okay, if you're just on Facebook and you're with the older demographic, because that was that's what Facebook is. The older demographic is that if that's where you live, you live on Facebook, right? Let's face it. There's people that live on Facebook, there's people that live on Instagram, there's people that live on TikTok. Okay, I have accounts all over the place for all kinds of stuff. And, I, and primarily, I live on TikTok. Lately, it's kind of shifted. So for the last month or so, I've been living on Facebook, you know. And <clears throat> But what I've been doing on Facebook is something educational. I'm a teacher. I've been a teacher for 30, what, 31, 2, uh, gosh, almost almost 40 years. I think I think 31 years. And, and I've been doing entertainment for 41 years. You, you see what I mean? So yeah, it, it's kind of, you know, I've been... Almost, almost the same amount of time, give or take ten years, but but the the point is, we need to bridge this gap. The older people need to understand the younger people, and the younger people need to understand the older people. Okay, because when I was young, but we never like understand older people. We shut them out, we push them away, and and you know they they was old and outdated, and we didn't want to have nothing to do with them. Okay, and now that's the same. So this is generational, right? This is this is everybody's generation like that. It's just that technology has jumped so far ahead in the last twenty years. Okay, so it's gonna put that distance farther and farther away from the older people. Okay, and, and pretty soon it's going to alienate everybody. And and my thing is that, you know what? You older people need to understand these young kids because they're going to be in control one day and you're going to be up shit's creek if you don't pay attention to what's going on and you don't pay attention to them. And and the young people need to get the older people. And and the young people need to teach the older people. Okay, I'm sorry. It, it, I mean, it works the other way too. The old people teach the younger people about certain things, right? Values morals certain things and then the younger kids got to teach the older folks how how we're going to integrate the old world into the new world with technology how you older guys go learn technology to keep up with the kids so you understand what's going on you don't want to be lost and just just in your world and you, you see what i'm saying so i started bridging the gap on tiktok for an educational purpose and the educational purpose like i said we want both sides to understand each other so now the people on, you know, on my Facebook, now they're all sharing all these videos. They're sharing all these videos. They, the kids are taking these videos and the kids are talking on these videos. The kids are, on, you know, the kids are, are doing these things. And now the older people are sharing all this stuff. And sometimes they say, wow, look at these guys. They're full of crap. And, and the other times, you know, they're like, wow, I totally get this. Yeah. 
and and there's there's kids that believe in in patriotism and there's kids that believe we should shut down the whole system there's kids that believe we should just take this whole thing apart and we should be like the other countries in europe where you know people can sit around and smoke weed and do all this stuff and ah, whatever whatever they believe i'm not the kids so i don't know but i can tell you that there is a great divide and once we merge this divide once we take, you know, the kids and we, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to do it in my own way, just for the people on my page, I got almost 5,000 people on my Facebook, uh, because I'm a, you know, a local celebrity. I, I, I don't like to use the word famous cause I'm not, but, but that's, you know, that's what I want to do. I want to bridge that gap. And the more I bridge that gap and the more that, you know, the, the older people can see and they go, Oh, okay. All right. You see? So I mean, you know, and, and we need to see the, we also need to see that the, the BS that's out there, really. I mean, you gotta, you know, so, so like right now, right? We got, we got, we got our president that's trying to do one thing. And then we got a, we got a guy from the left, okay? Who is almost far left, right? But he's, he's from the left. And he's actually telling us he wants to be pro communism. He's actually tell, because he's against everything that the other guy is for. Our president, President Trump. He's against President Trump, right? And I'm just saying, so if you're against all of the things that President Trump is for, then you're for communism, you're for uh, higher taxes, you're for all the... And, and bro, these guys are doing them right in front of everybody. Right in front. Like, right, right in front of people's faces. So, I mean, you know, this is what we got to look at. And when you have somebody coming out saying that yeah, I'm gonna raise your taxes. Yeah, I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna bring socialism in. But right now, if you go to the store and you see those footprints on the store where you gotta stand certain place, you gotta do okay. This is the beginning of communism, and you guys don't even see it coming. And you can't, you know, when you put that frog in the pot, you know that old idiom, right? Or that old uh, uh, scenario where you put the frog in the pot. And the frog is, he's swimming around. The water's getting warm. It's getting warmer, getting warm. Pretty soon, the frog is boiled in the pot. Okay, because he cannot tell that the water's getting warmer and warmer and warmer. And this is what the adults see. This is what the old timers see. They see the water getting warmer. They feel the water getting warmer. And the kid's going, no, we got to turn up the heat. <laughs> see? Okay, so... So like I said, there's there's two different perceptions there, and and yeah, trying to merge that perception, okay. But at the very root level, the very bottom level, okay, we gotta say power to the howlers, power to the howlers, cause you local guys get food stamps. Power to the howlers, cause you local guys get get medical plan, right? Power to the howlers, cause you guys get freedoms that you guys would not have in China. Because if somebody in China, like I said, would, would tear down the Chinese flag, woohoo, bruh, I tell you, he would not live to see the concentration camp. He wouldn't even get that luxury. See what I'm saying, Hawaiians? So, yeah, so everything got to be put in its proper perspectives and, and perspectives and stuff. And you guys got to think about that stuff. Because if it's one thing you don't want, Hawaiians, it's up. Oh, I got to go. Yeah, if there's one thing you don't want, Hawaiians, is uh, you don't want to not be able to make it to the concentration camp. <laughs> All right. Hey, we're going to take Island Club and Spa. Brother Randy, Sister Jerry for being our sponsors. 
and Voice Master Enterprises family of service company. Also, Gundu Mahalo, AFM Hawaii Music, featuring the music of Darren Chinin. He's on iTunes. Go download him. Brother Darren's making pop music in Hawaii. Till next time, this is Junior Kekoe for Junior's 8. Mahalo and aloha.